0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM nine hundred CHML.
1: Jury selection has begun in the uh, Peter Cahill murder trial. Uh, Cahill was uh, shot and killed by John Stiers. Uh, thought he was stealing his truck. I mean, that's the implication. Now it's at early stages. Uh, there's a very important uh, piece in the Hamilton Spectator today, written by uh, Susan Claremont, award-winning uh, crime writer for the Hamilton Spectator, and it's it's not about the merits of the trial itself as Susan writes about, but there's a process issue here that's very, very important uh, that uh, I think is, is just overshadowing what's going on with jury selection. Susan Claremont joins us on The Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Good morning, Susan. How are you today?
0: I'm good, Bill. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, thank you, and listen, thanks for writing this because I know that this is something that's been front and center. I want to say for years, but I, I guess it really kind of came back into focus uh, a couple of uh, months ago, of course, with the the Colin Bushy case out in Saskatchewan. That, uh, as you wrote about, both the the Prime Minister and the Justice Minister had to comment on, uh, and it's about representation, I guess, and 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 the role and the, and the place of Indigenous peoples in our ju- judicial, rather, and and, and system that well, seems to be happening once again.
0: That's right. Um, the, the trial out west in Saskatchewan raised all kinds of issues about um, the relationship between Indigenous persons and our justice system, but particularly uh, the way our juries are made up and whether or not uh, Indigenous members of our community are given an equal and fair opportunity to uh, sit on juries.
1: Well, in the Bushy case uh, that you reference again in the piece, uh, that was where Gerald Stanley was found not guilty of second-degree murder in the death of uh, Colton Bushy uh, by an uh, all-white jury, Uh, and that's what raised an awful lot of eyebrows. And uh, you you point out, I think, uh, quite significantly, the injustice and and the inaccuracy about, uh, and maybe the, the... the tilted system that we use right now for jury selection, I think many people who have ever been called understand how that happens. It's done through basically through tax rolls, but uh, that doesn't capture Indigenous people for the most part.
0: That's right. Um, The way we select juries doesn't necessarily capture uh, people who live on First Nations reserves. Uh, The system that we have in place uh, uses um, municipal... Uh, tax rolls, as you said, and basically the same system that captures people for um, uh, the voter list. And those lists don't apply to reserves. So um, I thought this was so fascinating. I didn't know this until I worked on this story, but um, the the um, work falls on staff at local courthouses to work with um uh, reserves, to work with places like Six Nations to try and get lists from those communities that can then be used for, um, for jury pools. And what it means is that we have a, a really ad hoc sort of uneven approach to, um, to inviting Indigenous people to be in jury pools. Um, we're using everything from banned lists to um, uh, you know, to healthless, to I don't even know what else to try and bring these people into the mix. Um, but it depends, first of all, on the cooperation of the reserve. And it depends also on what lists are being used. So I think it's pretty safe to say that lots and lots of Indigenous persons in this country um, aren't even given an opportunity to be a juror.
1: Well, the other element that comes into play here, of course, is how accurate are those lists that are being supplied? Uh, because we know that there have been some problems uh, in the past, of course, of, of, of trying to uh, accumulate that sort of information from people that are living on reserves. And uh, uh, there's some questions, obviously, about about exactly how accurate those might be, and there's an awful lot of people that are going to fall through the cracks.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so just, you know, going through that first step, that very first step of, of getting the names of Indigenous persons um, to be entered into the jury pool is... A problem. And then, of course, there are many problems after that. And the big one that we saw at the Colton Boucher case uh, was the idea of a peremptory challenge. Um, and that means in a criminal trial, lawyers, uh, both the defense lawyer and the crown attorney, are given opportunities to flat out say no to a, a potential juror, basically, to have a veto. And in the Colton Boushey case, the criticism was, uh, the belief was that the defense lawyer uh, said no to anybody who appeared to be indigenous. Um, you know, I should also say at this point, uh, you know, I sat through jury selection yesterday in our, our local trial uh, that has some real similarities to Colton Bushy. And one of the problems is, Bill, I mean, I don't know that, I can can tell if someone is indigenous by their appearance. I don't know that anybody can. Um, so, you know, I think we have to be very careful here when we even when we talk about the the Colton Bushy trial that that's already over and done with. Um There could have been somebody on that jury who identifies as Indigenous but wasn't seen by others as being Indigenous. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.